I just started so recording, that- by the way, in case, we, in case we miss anything really good, you know, I'm just, I'm yeah. recording right now. Got everyone, everyone out there listening, you're listening to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Keep going. So go. Yeah. So we're talking, with Jim, we're talking with Jim. Uh, am I pronouncing your last name right? Royston? Yes. Right, beautiful. I didn't butcher that. Yep. Which is good. We're doing a, a soft, do. we're doing a soft start today. This is, you know, trying to be as realistic here. So, okay. So Dungeons and Dragons, that's not um, stereotypical of IT guys or computer geeks at all. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I know quite a few of them that are, but uh, yeah, no, I've, like I said, I learned to improvise and, and it just makes it easier to, I don't know, problem solve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, that's all improvis, you know, improvisation is, it's, so you're telling me problems. then that it's basically like Dungeons and Dragons then is what helped be a better problem solver. Yep. Which is, which is great. And it segues perfectly into the subject of today's show. So everyone out there listening, we are, we are speaking with, with Jim and Jim is the, I mean, you have it scripting specialist here. What would you say is like your main job on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'd say my main job is gathering business requirements and then writing uh, code or translating that into code uh, for our operators to be able to ans- ask the right questions and get the right answers for our clients. Okay, so that's nerdy enough. That that, that yeah. qualifies, so that's great. <laughs> so I mean, the point is, is I wouldn't, a lot of times we don't talk, we're talking a lot about the you know work and, and uh, culture inside of work and how do we work with other people and, and users and technology and all that stuff in the business world. But today I want to talk a little bit about what goes on outside of the business world and I have to thank you because you're like an avid gamer and, and gamer from uh, really it's a, it's a board game. It's board gaming. And board I like games, that. Dice uh, games, card games, role playing games. That's which nowadays when you say gamer, you think, you know, like you think video games, you think, oh, um, yeah. you know, Fortnite and uh, you know, numerous other things. But I, most people don't know this. I ripped the television out of my house uh, I don't know, two or three years ago uh, because the kids just were like zombies. And, and it was, you know, life was easier back then. I'll be honest. Yep. <laughs> life was easier to turn on the television and let your kids just kind of like, you know, zone out. And now the house is a mess and there's holes in the wall and people playing baseball in the house and all that other stuff. But I have learned that the, the family fun night has now become much coveted and I'm looking for other board games and you gave me some outstanding uh, suggestions, by the way. And so I'm just going to let you speak from there. So you tell me a little bit about what you do in your spare time. So I, I actually help run a club, a gaming club in the Tampa Bay area. And that's all we do is play games. We teach people how to, like, like you were going on, so you, we problem solve. Mm-hmm. Um, we teach people how to build maybe an economic engine or, you know, how to, um, basically manage money. It's not Monopoly. Uh, there are, <laughs> Monopoly's an old school game. Uh, there are many, many other games that... We're playing the boardroom game. I remember I, uh, <laughs> I downloaded an NES emulator like not too long ago just to play like Contra and, you know, kind of go back in time yeah. a little bit. And yep. uh, so I got all these, you know, like games in Japanese as well. And yep. I had no idea what they were, but I just remember one game was just a bunch of guys sitting around a boardroom table and you had to make decisions and I'm like pressing a and B and like guys are saying different things in, in Japanese yep. like in this game. And that was all the game was, but yeah, uh, it sounds, sounds similar. 
But go ahead. Ma- yeah. Managing money, like real, real stuff, real money, not not paper monopoly money, yeah. but a little bit more than just pay your taxes when you go past when you land on it. Luxury. Yeah. Taxes. Well, and it's like building a corporation up. Uh, there's a game out there. There's a series of games out there called 18XX, and they're all about uh, building the railroads that you uh, that you know from the old west. Uh-huh. So you've got to build these transportation lines. And you have to build it better than the guy next to you, or he's going to get all the good contracts. Mm. And of course, the better contracts you get, the better you know stock you're you're, you're going to have for your company. This is part of the game. That's part of the game. Did we get to enslave people into uh, you know working and paying them with like the you know the company money? I can't remember what that was. What did we learn <laughs> about in high school back then when we paid? Oh, company Couldn't stocks, we- company bonds. It, it, you would get paid by working on the railroad, but they would pay you in like the company dollars that could only be yep. spent at like the company store. So you could really never leave. Yep. Anyways, keep going. This is, this is great. And this is going already. We've tried to leave the workplace, but it's already coming back to the workplace immediately. I'm already <laughs> seeing many ways that we could do team building with board games at work. Oh, absolutely. One or of my hours. favorite games, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, we've done this at work and, a lot after hours. I, I get teams that come into our club that want to do team building exercise. And we, we use games like uh, flashpoint, which you are all members of a firefighting team, not trying to put the fire out. You're trying to control it enough so that you can save the people that are in the building. And what's the um, name of that type of game again? It's a cooperative board game. So remember so monopoly. That. Yeah. Yeah. So in monopoly, you are playing against everybody else. And in the end of the game, one person comes out ahead. They're, you know, Mr. Bucks, Mr. Money Bucks, whatever you want to call him. They're the winner because they have the most points or the most money or whatever. Correct. In cooperative board games, every person has a special skill. So in Flashpoint, for example, you might be the medic or you might be the thermal imager. And you're the only one that could see further in the smoke-filled rooms as a Mm. thermal imager than anybody else on the board. And that makes you able to move faster. And so you have a, you know, you could do things that other people can't, but you all have to work together to save, depending on how many people are playing, you know, eight to 10 to 15 people out of this burning building. See, this is perfect. And that includes their pets, by the way. (laughs) This is perfect for all my kids. Like if they're bickering and getting, you know, getting upset, sorry, we have to play games now. And you have to work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it teaches you to work together. Uh, pandemic is another one. And pandemic's been around for a long time. And you, in pandemic, you take the role of, of somebody in the World Health Organization, and you're trying to prevent outbreaks of four different diseases. You're trying to find cures for it. But again, you might be the transportation expert, which can move people from one city to another, even if the airport's closed. Mm. Or you might be the researcher who can walk into a city and cure like two or three of the of the of the diseases. Not cure them, but you know, uh, take the cubes off, lessen yeah. the threat. You know, uh, treat. I guess would be a good word. Um, gotcha. And by yeah. the way, I did buy that game at Target this weekend. Did you? Yeah. And um, I'm still reading the directions on how to set up the board. <laughs> we need like a. They need like a go to this YouTube channel for a quick start. Which I'm they sure I can actually, Google it. I was going to say, they actually have learn to plays and quick starts for most games anymore. <laughs> yep, keep going. Like you couldn't yep. like just open Catan 
and start playing without you know really reading kind of like okay now i get it now we got to put exactly exactly for anyone out there listening to that has never played Catan, you know (laughs) most people are probably pretty nerdy listening to this show that know exactly what it is but when i the way i got Catan was i was walking through the game aisle of uh walmart and some guy said to me Catan is the best game ever in the history. Of- <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I know what game I'm getting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, keep going. Well, hey, I've been that guy. I've actually been in like Target, Walmart, and somebody's just staring blankly at all these games because in the old days, you can get like Monopoly and Trouble and Sorry and Scrabble. Uh-huh. You, those were it. I mean, you didn't have a whole lot. You had some games for the younger kids like Mousetrap and stuff. Uh-huh. But the, the the core games, I mean, that's that there wasn't a whole lot of selection. Nowadays, you know, you can walk into Target and there's 300 games on the shelf. <laughs> I can see you there because there were some like three girls there waiting to mm-hmm. uh, try and purchase a game, kind of arguing over what they were doing. And yep. uh, I can totally see you in that aisle going, girls, here, here's what you want to do. What do you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, like the consultant, the, the well, gaming consultant. Do you work here? No, I don't. You should. <laughs> well, I, I do actually do some consulting. I work at the club. Grand Arena is the club I'm talking about. And we, yep. that's all we do is play games. Okay. And if somebody comes in and says, you know, I like, remember the old telephone game where you'd start with one, you know, phrase or word or whatever. You tell the yep. next person and tell the next person. Yep, and it changes learned. by the end. Absolutely. Telestrations. Telestrations is just like that. It's win, lose, or draw, but it's, fun, it's, it's, it's telephone or grapevine or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. You start out with one word, and the next person has to draw it. Nice. Then you flip the page, and the next person has to look at the picture and figure out what that word is and then write the word down. And then the next person has to look at that word and draw it so it keeps changing on and on and we've gone from oh i don't know you know cheeseburger to man in the moon really it's so because crazy. people just can't yeah some people can't draw <laughs> ah awesome but it's it's a fun game okay so we got pandemic uh for everyone mm-hmm. listening out there games that you must order now on amazon or go to target uh do not call target and get stuck in their auto attendant that leads you to absolutely nowhere to where someone then puts you on hold only to leave you to hang up which is yeah <laughs> uh anyways you know being a telecom guy i find that to be quite ridiculous and they could probably do some really cool things in the store with some omni-channel stuff and, oh, absolutely. You know, and, and chat with some people and, you know, actually answer the phone with enthusiasm. The other really surprising thing that shocked me about Target was they had no messaging on hold, a blank no. beep. You know, as a Cisco call manager, they probably have some, you know, team of 50 people managing it because it's so simple. And, um, you know, they don't have engaging on hold messaging. Like, Nope. It's just amazing to me. Like that would increase someone waiting on hold and maybe be excited to buy something. Uh, anyhow, well, especially if they're, Hey, the latest game in or the latest video or the latest yeah. TV, or we got special on aisle four or whatever. Yeah. They don't we do we were anymore. just featured on uh, dissecting popular IT nerds. And did you know that yeah. pandemic, there's only four boxes left? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, so keep going. So we got so, pandemic, we got flashpoint. What are the, so I like the idea of this um, cooperative game. So right. Can, so there's another you, one out there called. People, you might have a bad apple on your team, and we're gonna get together and, and play this game, and, and then 
we fail, what happens? It's win or lose, right? So what happens if you lose? Yeah. Everyone well, dies. Everybody wins or everybody loses. I mean, it's, mm. it's, we get into the, you know, you get this participation trophy. Well, that's not it. You know, when you're in a cooperative game, everybody's <laughs> trying to win. For example, you're trying to, to cure all the diseases that you can in, in pandemic. In yeah. forbidden, uh, forbidden Desert, you've crashed in the desert mm, and you desert. have to work together in order to find all the pieces of your craft, your, mm -hmm. your aircraft, and fly back out before you get buried in the sand because Forbidden Desert's got a big sandstorm blowing around. Awesome. Forbidden Desert. I'm writing these down so I can put them when we release this, uh, everyone listening, mm -hmm. the, the, it just, the, the games will be in the, the bullet points of the podcast. Yeah. Forbidden Island is also, it's on the same theme. The island mm -hmm. is actually sinking and you have to discover certain things before the island sinks. Gotcha. Um, and like I said, that's, there's other cooperative board games out there. There's, there's called Castle, uh, Save the Castle. So mm. there's like Castle Panic where these monsters are coming in from the forest and, and trying to tear down the walls of the castle and you have to save the castle. And that's semi-cooperative. There is a, a competitive piece to it, okay. but you still have to work together. So what do you think about this? Um, are, are, are board games making a comeback? I've, I've heard that they are. I don't really know if it's true statistically or what's the deal? Board games are now an $8 billion business and it does not include Kickstarter. Hmm. What does that Eight mean? What do you mean Kickstarter? Billion. So there's a lot of independent gamers out there, independent game designers that say, hey, I've got this idea for a game. Mm -hmm. And they put together the board, they put together the cards or the dice or whatever mm -hmm. it takes to build that game mm -hmm. and the theme that they're using. And then yep. they, if they're independent, they can put it up on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Businesses are putting stuff on Kickstarter now too. as almost like a pre-order. Mm-hmm. But an independent designer is going to put it out there and see, well, do I have enough interest? And they're going to put a goal out there. Oh, I see. Now I know what you're talking I about. I want to raise $20,000 to produce this game. Right. Well, if they okay. do their math right, $20,000 will produce, you know, maybe 1,000 copies of the game. Mm -hmm. And th that's not included in that $8 billion of, of board game revenue. Board gaming has really taken off. Do you know anyone that's made a board game and successfully made money off of it? I actually know quite a few people. Really? <laughs> yep. How much money? From... How much money are we talking about? Well, let's see. Steve Jackson Games is a millionaire. Steve Jackson, oh. um, yeah, he's he's done quite well for himself. Monty Cook is a millionaire. He's done now. He's done role playing games. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as far as board games go. Um, because it's, it's got to be easier than designing. There. It's easier than designing a, a video game. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not coding. So. You're not coding. You don't need like, you know, software developers. You don't need, you know, like that takes a lot, you know. I mean, it does. At least a board but game, like you conceptually. There's mechanics. There are, you know, 30, 40 different mechanics you can put in a game. So mm. besides the card management, hand management, economics, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, work engine, worker placement. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of mechanics that you could have. I'll stick with kids' games. I'll do a Monopoly. I mean, I'll do a like you know, Candyland. <laughs> I'll do Candyland. 
Candyland actually has hand management, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talk to me about this. This is actually pretty cool. So like where, where could someone learn about this stuff? And, and what, you know, what are all these different like aspects and points that you're talking about? Because you're talking about something that's like just, uh, you know, it's hieroglyphics to me. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a website out there. Well, just, here's how we're going to do this. I'm the executive management person and you're the IT director trying to sell me on uh, how to make a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a game designer, but. <laughs> no, you're not. You're just, the, you're the IT director. You're not, you just need yep. the thing that we're buying. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's, you're not the designer. Exactly. You're just selling yeah. the concept. Anyways, go ahead. Well, if I was trying to sell you a game, like I, you know, I would look at the team building games. If being an IT director, I'd say, hey, we need to, we need to build our teams up. We need to build communications up and camaraderie mm -hmm. and get people to work together. And this is a way to do it. A cooperative board game gets people to talk to each other across the table that maybe mm -hmm. they don't talk to each other every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Blowing my so, mind. So, I mean some of these can be done remotely. I mean, I think pandemic actually has an app you could do. Yep. I actually like it across the board. So I like to be across the table from somebody face -to -face. that actually is face to face, yeah. see their expressions, be able to sit down and say, Hey, I need, you know, I need to research yellow and I don't have any yellow in my hand and, and yellow in pandemic is one of the diseases. It's like yellow fever. And so <laughs> I need to research that and I don't have any yellow in my hand at all. Uh -huh. um, however, I have the ability to trade with someone else, period, without them being in the same city, without, yeah. you know, all the rules in place. My special ability is I can trade and uh -huh. I know you've got a bunch of yellow. Uh -huh. So why don't I give you a couple of blues or reds and you give me the yellows and I can, we could cure this yellow disease. Yeah. And the person that's sitting across the table that's got that, she's the HR person. And she doesn't get along with a whole lot of people. <laughs> However, when you make the points that you make, you know, again, you've got to talk to people. When you make those points, you, she could see the value of it. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe at the end, you've made a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Team building. Absolutely. Team building in games. Yep. Um, so the club, what goes on at the club? Like, how do we, how does this club work? Um, Why do you start the club? What kind of, you know, what happens there? So the club is a family entertainment center. Uh, we have over 300 games in our library. Mm -hmm. The reason we started was while the game industry is going really strong, mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of places to play. Mm -hmm. You could go to a comic book store or you can go to a, they do have game stores that you can go to, but the game stores, yeah, well, the game stores deal in like Magic the Gathering because that's a huge, huge moneymaker for them. Mm -hmm. um, or they might deal in Warhammer, which is a huge moneymaker for them. Mm -hmm. But the board gamers aren't as big as the industry is. They could make more money off of the, the, the magic people than they could off of a board gamer. The board gamers are going to have four or five of them come in. And they well, might there's no place to play because they can sell them on Amazon yeah. or, or whatever. Or yeah, exactly. And you want exactly. to go somewhere and have a club and play with people and that just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so we created it. We created the club here in Tampa. Uh, it, it's, it is a private club. You have to be a member to come in. One of the reasons we like that is on like on Friday nights, we see high school kids coming in. Parents are dropping their kids off to play at the club because it's secure. It's a safe place. There's only one way in and out. Uh, 
you know, you have to be a member to come in. We you have know to pass uh, numerous drug tests and, yeah. um, <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, we'll drug well, we test actually, your kid. <laughs> we, we actually do have a, a, you know, it's a family friendly environment. No drugs, alcohol, tobacco, or, you know, gambling yeah, in our, great. in the club. Oh, it's awesome. So, Sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's perfect. We also have <laughs> the gym in our, in our club actually is not a board game though. It is a cooperative game. It's called Artemis. It's a Starship Bridge Simulator. Mm -hmm. It is five computers networked together. Each one is a different station like Helm, Science, Weapons, Communications, and Engineering. And then the sixth chair is actually the captain's chair. And you all have to work together to save the universe. Dude, this is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Awesome. <laughs> it is Artemis. absolutely, absolutely nerdy. Yep. Okay. Okay. So what happens? <laughs> Wait a second. So, so captain, <laughs> this is so awesome. Yeah. So, so the captain. How do you guys, how do you roll this one out? It's a so simulator. It's a simulator. You sit down in a chair in front of a computer console uh -huh. and the computer console's touchscreen. So if you're trying to raise shields, you touch the shields button. If you're trying to, you know, target, a, uh, you know, uh, an, uh, an enemy, uh -huh. you just, you know, you, you're on weapons, you target the enemy, you load your torpedoes, you do whatever you need to do on the weapon station. If you're on the weapon station, you can't steer the ship. That's Helm. Mm. So Helm needs to steer the ship. Science needs to tell him where to go mm. because he's got the whole star map and, and knows who's mm. the enemies and who's mm -hmm. the friendlies. Mm -hmm. Communications tells you, who's under attack or who needs this delivered where and engineering is the IT guy. Anytime mm -hmm. something goes wrong in the ship, engineering has to go fix it. Mm. <laughs> this is awesome. How long does it go on for like a simulation? Um, simulation can last about two hours. And once inside, when the doors closed, it's like the escape rooms. If you've ever done an escape room where it's totally immersive and you're in the, mm -hmm. the submarine or you're mm -hmm. in the, you know, mm -hmm. wherever you're on the start, you're on the bridge of a starship and it's awesome <laughs> that's pretty sweet so yeah. only five people though uh six people although i have done it with seven i usually will do it like if i if we have seven people one's the xo mm -hmm. and i actually have a game master screen that i could i could say okay helm goes down mm -hmm. and engineering all of a sudden reports that they have no nothing for helm mm -hmm. helm mm -hmm. literally the station blew up and somebody has to go in you know, the, the, whoever's the helm officer was quote unquote injured. He gets to go off the, you know, to the med bay or whatever. And the XO fills in. And so we could do up to seven people, but for the most part, we want to keep it about five or six. I mean, there's got to be endless uh, scenarios of various different oh, simulators yeah. that you could do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's As really I've cool. taunted a few of them, because again, from that little GM, uh, the little game master screen, mm -hmm. I can actually bring up communications and I could tell communications, uh, you know, science vessel, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, has reported that the black hole is actually a wormhole. And I've done that to a couple people and they've actually flown their ship into the black hole. <laughs> oh, so you can mess with people. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this has been a pleasure. Um, so what if, you know, if I had you, if I had like a, you know, like a final question or, or anything, what is it you want to, what do you want to tell the listeners out there? Well, if you're ever in the Tampa area, come look us up at Grand Arena. Do you have if a website? If you're not in the Tampa, what's that? Do you have a website or anything like that? Yeah, grandarena.net. We're also on Facebook. It's Grand Arena of Mind Expansion or Game. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not in the Tampa area, 
play more games because really it is about, like I said, it's problem solving. Whether you're doing a, a cooperative board game or you're playing a competitive board game, you're still, you've got problems to solve that, that get laid out in front of you. And it just keeps the mind sharp. I mean, we have people in that club that are 18 years old and we have people in the club that are 80 and 85. So it keeps the mind sharp just playing games. Mm. Jim, sounds like a lot of fun, man. really does. Uh, and I like what you're doing over there. Well, so do we. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I, uh, for everyone listening out there, I will put the games that we talked about on the show uh, listed along with uh, Jim's website uh, in the, the, the comments or the, the summary of the show. And uh, Jim, have a great, uh, great rest of your day, man. Oh, you too. You too. It's been a pleasure.